Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 202 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about the career of legendary college basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski. In the time that I've watched sports, the head coaches most associated with one team have been Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots, Greg Popovich with the San Antonio Spurs, Gino Auriemma with UConn women's basketball, and Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. And after 42 seasons, Seasons with the Blue Devils, Coach K's run has presumably come to an end. Let's take a look at Coach K's amazing accomplishments with Duke. He won the NCAA tournament five times, the second most all-time, in three different decades, the 90s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. He's been to the Final Four 13 times, the most all-time. He's made March Madness 36 times, the most times ever, and his 101 tournament wins is, you guessed it, the most all-time. He's the only Division I college coach to ever win a 1,000 games. He's won as many total championships as Indiana has with five and one more than Kansas, who has four total. Most people will say the greatest college basketball head coach in the history of time is John Wooden, due to the fact that he won the NCAA tournament 10 times, an outstanding number. However, I think Coach K has a real case here. He's won five times in an era where 64 teams enter the tournament. When John Wooden won the Final Four for the final time in 1975, the NCAA tournament only had 32 participants. And for nine of his championships, the tournament had only 25 teams. And I'll also say, as good as the players Coach K has coached at Duke, none of them were as good as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton, who won a combined five championships with Wooden as their coach. I'm not saying Coach K is better necessarily. What I am saying is you could have a real debate. And I think there is no debating that winning March Madness now is harder than it was in the 60s and 70s. And I don't want to come off as that guy who's saying the guy who's doing it in this era is better than the guy who did it in the older era. But I am saying it is a lot harder to win March Madness. Now again, 64 teams. That's how many teams are competing with Duke. When UCLA was winning those championships, there were only 25 teams competing in the NCAA. AA tournament. There weren't as many upsets. There weren't as many guys who were pros on other teams. And yeah, is there some recency bias in with me saying that Coach K might be as good as John Wooden? Yeah, I didn't watch the UCLA Bruins dominate their era, but I will say this. I think it is harder to coach a modern dynasty than it was back then. I mean, let's take Bill Belichick, for example. You can look at other sports. Bill Belichick has won six Super Bowls in an era where the NFL has free agency. Players do not stay on your team for very long. And with college basketball, Coach K enters the tournament each year with 64 teams that are pack loaded with NBA talent, and he has walked away with five championships in an era where there have been ton of upsets. The March Madness is totally random, yet Coach K has succeeded where others have failed. And I know there will be people who listen to this podcast and say that Coach K is only succeeding because he's getting the best NBA talent to play for his college university. And yes, I understand that argument, but look at John Calipari. John Calipari has coached John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, some of the best basketball talent I've ever seen play the game, yet he only has won the tournament one time. Talent does not overcome anything, especially in this era when you're going up against 64 to 68 teams that also 
have lots of talent. Coach K winning the tournament five times has more to do than just the talent that's been on his roster. He is a great coach in my mind. Let's talk about those notable stars that have played at Duke. Hall of Famer Grant Hill was a member of that Duke team that repainted as champs in the 90s. You also have former pros Elton Brand, Carlos Boozer, Luol Dang, Shane Battier. Here's a list of current all-stars that also played at Duke. Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson. I think it's fascinating to look back at Coach K's time at Duke and say that he's coached some of the most hated college basketball players ever. Christian Laidner, J.J. Redick, and Grayson Allen all come to mind. I mean, these guys were despised by the nation when they played college basketball. The only people that love these players are the fans of Duke University. And all three had decent pro careers, yet they were way better in college than they were in the pros. And I also think they had this like preppy aura around them. Even if they weren't preppy, like I watched that documentary where Christian Leitner said he didn't go to a preppy high school. He wasn't the type of guy we all thought that he was, yet he was the spitting image of that kind of guy. I also think another thing all three of those players have in common is they weren't flashy. They just won a lot of games. Like Christian Leitner's game was not very flashy. J.J. Redick, not a flashy guy. Grayson Allen, we all know the Grayson Allen problem. He tripped a bunch of guys in college. All of these three players were very good at the game of basketball, yet they were not super flashy. They weren't the Fab Five. That's the team that everyone talks about when they talk about the excitement of college basketball. That team with Chris Webber, Dwan Howard, and Jalen Rose, they were flashy. They had substance and they had flavor. Duke University, the history of watching Duke basketball, it's not super exciting. They're never a really flashy team. Coach K's Duke team is like the San Antonio Spurs. They know how to play basketball, but they're not always super exciting to watch. Like a lot of the players that Coach K coached were way better in the pros than they were at college because he ran this college system. He doesn't usually let one player dominate. It's like when Michael Jordan played at North Carolina with Dean Smith. He wasn't the Michael Jordan he was in the pros. Jason Tatum wasn't the Jason Tatum we know now when he played at Duke. Kyrie Irving wasn't lighting up the college basketball world. He's a way better pro than he was in college because with Duke and with college basketball in general, they don't let the star players dominate. It's just kind of weird to look back and say, well, when one guy graduated, like Leitner goes away, you're like, yeah, I hated that guy. Then a J.J. Redick type guy emerges like another guy for you to hate. And then you have Grayson Allen, who a lot of people hated because we think he's kind of a dirty type player. I mean, like it or not, those three guys have become the symbol of what people think Duke basketball is, right or wrong. That's what people think about when they think of Duke. They think of players like Christian Leitner, J.J. Redick, or Grayson Allen. These guys who win national championships who the nation think are super overrated. I mean, love him or hate him, Christian Leitner went to the Final Four four times, all four years in college basketball. That does not happen anymore. Guys do not stay to play four years of college basketball anymore. You will never see a guy like Christian Leitner again, and he hit that clutch shot against Kentucky. I mean, that's the highlight you see when you most see Duke basketball. You see that shot against Kentucky. That's when the hatred for Duke really started. And then that team beat the Fab Five. That team beat UNLV. Looking back at it, I think that's the reason a lot of people hate Duke basketball is because they beat these 
up-and-coming, exciting teams. They beat Michigan when we were all like, this is the next team, the Chris Webber, the Jalen Roses, the Dwan Howards, and UNLV had Greg Anthony and Larry Johnson. They were exciting stars, and they were being down by Duke, the less exciting powerhouse team. I mean, think about it. We've mythologized the way that the Fab Five play basketball. We've mythologized UNLV, but we don't mythologize Duke because we hate them. They're the ones that ended up winning those national championships that we think those other teams deserved. I think that goes into play when we talk about all the Duke hatred. We all just witnessed an array of non-Duke fans celebrate Coach K losing to North Carolina in the Final Four for the last time, and what these people don't seem to understand is they need a Coach K and Duke in their lives. Someone who makes us come together and root against them. Sports needs villains just as much as they need heroes. College basketball needs that the same way baseball needs the Yankees or football needs the Cowboys or Patriots. These teams also motivate your teams to get better because they are consistently excellent. Sports are boring without someone to root against. I love the Celtics, but I also need the Lakers to root against. I think no one wants to admit it, but they are going to miss Coach K at Duke. And I want to talk to the people who think this loss will eat at Coach K. Yeah, in the moment, I'm sure it hurts to lose that final game. But in the end, during his time at Duke, he won the tournament five times while North Carolina won four. Don't act like in four years, you will remember North Carolina beating Duke in the final four. We only remember the championships. I would be on board with this being embarrassing if Coach K lost in the first round of his final season with Duke. Yeah, that would be embarrassing. Losing to your rival in the Final Four, like I just don't understand how that washes away his 42 years of winning at Duke basketball. Like I just don't understand the mindset. The one knock I personally have against Coach K is that he never made the jump to the NBA. And I get it. Why leave a place that treats you like a god? The reason you leave is for the challenge. Yeah, he got to coach all-star NBA players for Team USA and he won free gold medals, but that's not the same thing. He had a chance to coach the Celtics in the early 90s and he turned it down and in the mid-2000 Lakers with Kobe. Imagine that Coach K getting the chance to coach Kobe Bryant in the NBA. That's something I would have wanted to witness. Could this guy who was an all-star level coach in college coach this prima donna type NBA player? Could he make that jump? Could the Lakers have turned it around faster if Coach K had coached Kobe? I personally think what competitors should do once they master something is look for that next challenge. And for Coach K, that should have been the NBA. And people always talk about what a risk that would do for someone's legacy. Guess what? Rick Pitino failed at the NBA. John Calipari failed at the NBA. They went back to college basketball and they continued to be dictator-like coaches there. Nothing happened with their legacy because they failed in the NBA. But think about what could happen to Coach K's legacy if he succeeded mightily at the NBA. He would have been the only college coaches to do so. Still, the only guy who's won an NCAA championship and an NBA Finals is Larry Brown. And I do think star players would have wanted to play for Coach K in the NBA. Think about how many Duke basketball players are playing in the NBA right now. You don't think they want to be coached by Coach K again? I think it would have worked out for him. That's part of the reason I'm upset he didn't make the jump because I really do think he would have succeeded. I think there becomes a point with a lot of these college coaches 
where I just go, it gets so boring because you have this safety pillow of like, I have this job for life. I mean, think about how bad Coach K and Duke would have had to have gone for him to get fired from that job. It was never going to happen, and he was able to keep up with his excellent pace, but still, it's so boring to see someone just do the same thing over and over again. Like, I really would have loved to see him make that jump to the NBA, take on that challenge, especially in year like 25 with Duke. Like, you've already won the championships. You've already proven you're the second best college basketball coach of all time, arguably the best. Like, make that jump. That's something that John Wooden didn't even do. He didn't make that jump. He just stayed with UCLA. That's something that could have pushed Coach K against some of these other college basketball coaches that we compare him to. If he could have dominated in the NBA, listen, he wasn't going to dominate the NBA like he dominated at Duke, but if he could have won one championship in the NBA, I think a lot more people would think highly of Coach K than they think now. I think the people in sports who deserve the most respect are the ones who remain dominant for a long stretch of time, and that is exactly what Coach K has done. And think about how much the game as basketball has evolved. When he first won a championship with the Duke Blue Devils, it was in an era where players stayed in college for multiple years. Grant Hill, an all-NBA player, played three seasons in college. Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley, NBA-type players, played all four seasons in college. And in his final championship in 2015, Coach K won with Jaleel Okafor, Justin Winslow, and Tyrus Jones. Three one-and-done players. For him to evolve on the fly and still win is super impressive. To remain relevant for that long is nearly impossible. And not to go off on a tangent, but I will say I respect 90s basketball way more than I respect the modern college basketball. Like, I think the one and done of it all is really bad for the game of college basketball. Like, yes, I'm impressed that Coach K can win with the one and duns, but we all know that some of these one and duns, like a Jason Tatum, want to play for Coach K at Duke because they respect Duke University. I think moving forward, college basketball should be, you have to play at least two years in college basketball. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I really do think the one and done of it all has really hurt the sport. Like, you can't hate Duke basketball players the way you did in the 90s. You hated Christian Lehner because he was there year in and year out. You hated J.J. Redick because he was there year in and year out. And you hated Grayson Allen because he played, what, three years in college? That's why you hated those guys, because they came back again and again and again. Now you are in the era where you don't get enough time to hate someone because they're there in a blip and then they're gone. They're in the NBA. When you think of Christian Lehner and J.J. Redick, you don't think of their NBA careers. The same for Grayson Allen. You associate them with Duke. That era of associating really good basketball players with their college are gone. We don't associate Jason Tatum with Duke University. We associate Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics. We don't associate Kyrie Irving with Duke. We really don't really even associate him with any team, but we associate him as a pro basketball player. And the reason for that is because those guys were one and done at Duke. Like, they're barely Duke players. They're not those guys of the 90s. And I think that's the era that most people look back on when they talk about Coach K's time with Duke University. They look back at that era where he coached the same guys over and over again and won national championships. The other thing about Coach K is people have an extreme reaction towards him. They either love him or hate him. There is no in-between and those 
those kind of people are good for basketball. It's like LeBron or Kobe. They make you feel strongly about them, and it's the same with Coach K. People do not have extreme feelings for Bill Self, the Kansas head coach. He's a great basketball coach, but he's not Coach K. College basketball is now missing that type of figure, and it will be interesting to see if someone takes that mantle. He was the one constant in a sport that changes all the times. Players change from season to season, but you knew once college basketball season started, Coach K would be behind the bench for Duke, and now he won't be. I mean, love him or hate him, but this is the end of an era for college basketball, and we really don't know who the next Coach K is going to be in college basketball, because I think a lot of these coaches are not going to coach at the same university for 42 seasons. I think that kind of college basketball coach is going from the wayside, like the Jim Bayheims, the Coach K's, those type of guys are not going to exist in 30 years. I don't see a college coach staying with the same team because the money is changing, the loyalty is changing, the game is evolving, more of these coaches are going to make the jump to the pros. And the biggest thing is I don't see anyone being as consistently good as Coach K was again. Five championships. Bill Self is a really good head coach. He's won what? Two national championships now? But that's in a span of like 14 years. Like nobody has strong feelings about Bill Self being the best coach in college basketball. The same way they had strong feelings about Coach K. Like everyone had thoughts about Coach K's final game. They were all hating on Coach K. If Bill Self retired tomorrow, no one would really care. I think that's what those people are missing. Love him or hate him, you cared about Coach K. College basketball is now missing that type of figure. Yes, it's about the players, but you know why it really can't be about the players? Because they're one and done. Again, you can't have feelings for someone who's barely there. Year in and year out, Coach K was going to be there, and he was going to go on some kind of run to the tournament. There are very few players in my mind who I put ahead of the team that they played for or coached for, and Coach K is above Duke University in my mind. There is no Duke without Coach K. The same way I think of Tom Brady, there is no Patriots without Tom Brady. He's that type of guy. Coach K is that type of person. There was no Duke basketball before Coach K. They were a good team, but they weren't the dominant team that they would become. I mean, he won five championships in a sport where each year, if there's a single elimination, 64-team tournament. That's really impressive, and I don't think you're going to see that type of run again. And I think even the people who supposedly hate him and hate Duke are going to miss the fact that he's not there because they're going to say to themselves, wow, I don't really have a strong reaction to any of these new college coaches or any of these dominant college teams the way I did for Coach K. I think they are going to realize that Coach K made you feel strongly about something that you otherwise would not feel that strongly about. Like, I am someone who barely follows college basketball, yet I watch Duke games from time to time. I know who Coach K is. I followed his career because I respected him. Again, he was the face of college basketball in my mind. Like it or not, because their face can't be these one-and-done players. The face of college basketball really has to be a coach who is going to take the mantle of the face of college basketball. I mean, sure, there's going to be some guys. It could be Bill Self, for all I know. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there will be another Coach K. And as cynical as I am as a person, I think we 
need to stop celebrating the fact that he lost his final game and start celebrating his fantastic career. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>